We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, friends. Welcome to... I guess the newly newly renamed show, <laughs> Pod Maverick, with Josh Bow and Kirk Henderson. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing good. Fresh coat of paint. Everything has changed. It's so different now. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're we're still just sitting in our houses, <laughs> business as usual. But yeah, we've got a new name. It's it's been a process, uh, Kirk. Kirk has taken the the full force of the transition. He's been taking those bullets for me, but but we're working to get things as close to normal as we can. That's right. That's right. And as close to normal as we can <laughs> means covering a ridiculous Dallas Mavericks loss. This one to the Memphis Grizzlies, 112 to 108. It was a game frankly that the Mavericks dominated. Like this wasn't this wasn't close. This was a game that the Mavericks basically pantsed the Grizzlies an entire evening only to utterly collapse in the fourth quarter. Yeah, this was a this was a perfect game that kind of described their season. Obviously, no Luka makes a big difference, but I mean, they made three-pointers for the first three quarters and then they made none. They basically made none in the fourth. And they like that's it. Like they this team since the all-star break, you know, I was talking about it earlier in Slack and I think I'm going to try to write something about it when we're done recording here is basically since the all-star break, th- this team only wins games as if they're dominating the three point line because they're not good at anything else. They're not good at defense. They're not good at guarding the rim. They're not good at generating turnovers. Um, they're not good at scoring in the paint themselves. Uh, they're not good uh, at keeping other teams out of the paint. They're not good at rebounding. Basically, they just win by by the volume that they outscore teams at the three point line, and, and they keep their turnovers down. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, like there's just they don't have an explicit tactical advantage other than you know Kyrie and Luca are two of the best players on the planet for the most part in terms of their their talent and skill level. So the Mavericks, I think they had a ten to six lead in three pointers made uh, at the height of their sixteen point lead. And then the the game finished, and they they made eleven, and the Grizzlies made ten, and that's that's the game. Like, if the Mavericks, if the margin of three pointers made isn't significantly in the Mavericks' favor, they lose, and, and that's kind of been the case since the All Star break, and because of the Kyrie trade. Well, not because of it, but I mean just the way the roster is. 
Yeah, and this was just the Grizzlies had 17 offensive rebounds. Like again, yeah, was this just... was this was just like a classic Dallas Mavericks yeah. loss where you wondered if something would come back to bite them. Now, the thing that I can't escape from, and okay, I understand the Mavericks loss, but I can't. The Grizzlies are mega frauds. I <laughs> I just they are even without John Morant and even without Steven Jackson, they should have beat the shit of the out of the Dallas Mavericks from pillar to post. Kyrie Irving made a ton of tough shots in the first quarter. Okay. And in the second, and in the, but in the second quarter, and then really in the third quarter, Memphis came unglued. Jaron Jackson makes some of the dumbest choices I've ever seen for a player who's this talented. Like he's, he's a, a, a defensive player of the year candidate, but he gets in foul trouble all the time. He got five fouls in the third quarter. Then there's Dylan Brooks, who I'd sort of described him as in the, in our group chat uh, as a jobber who doesn't realize he's a jobber. Can you tell the the non-wrestling fans what, what I mean by that? <laughs> Uh, a jobber is someone who's supposed to lose on purpose to make the other wrestler look good. And and <laughs> he just does things to get other teams in it. Now, he had a nice fourth quarter, but honestly, it was Kyrie switching. Like, Jaron Jackson switching onto Kyrie was what led. Like, he's the one who shut Kyrie down. But Kyrie had an ankle injury yep. to start I mean, the fourth quarter. That was the point of – that was – I mean, you could draw a line between before Kyrie's injury and after. Like, I mean, he was – he was brilliant right up until he hurt his ankle. And then after he hurt his ankle, he made one shot, I think. And it was a fast break. Uh, yeah. 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 And that, I think it. there's going to be a fair amount of um, discussion around like Jason Kidd's timeout calling. But is that fair? What do you think? Because I, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to make sense of this game, but it's like the, the doubt, the Mavericks got ahead and then they lost. And it's like, well, this is just what they've done all year. Yeah, because that on kid, I'm I'm you know I'm pretty critical of him, but I'm just like I I don't know anymore. Yeah, I mean maybe, but it it didn't feel like it to me watching the fourth quarter in real time, like watching that lead that lead it slipped away. I mean it slipped away so fast. So I just I don't I have a hard time thinking that like a timeout here would have made a difference because. I mean, it was like a 24 to seven run across like what, like three or four minutes a game. Like it was so fast that like, yeah, maybe he should have called timeout, but watching it in real time, it didn't feel like there was a massive error there. And again, you know, Kyrie getting hurt, like kind of puts a a damper on, you know, kind of puts a damper on like talking about like the tactical decision-making and the strategy in the fourth quarter. Cause Again, if he doesn't get hurt, the Mavericks probably win because how many shots did he miss like right near the rim where they, he was short because he just yeah. he, his lift was gone because his ankle hurt and he sprained his ankle. He stepped on Dylan or Dylan Brooks stepped on his foot. So well, and that's hard for me like, to get too mad. And again, and the rotations were fine. Like the lineups were fine. Like I, I just don't. I mean, people are going to be mad about Jaden Hardy not closing the game, and I can understand that. But Kid apparently said in post game that Hardy rolled his ankle and basically insinuated he didn't want to to gimpy players to to close to close the game uh which i think that's i think that's a somewhat reasonable uh position to take so you know yeah. I, don't, I don't know i mean you got to have somebody else finish i mean the, so the interesting thing about Kyrie is that his finishing numbers are not what you'd think from someone who does the magic that he does um 
that's not a criticism. It's just a point of fact. As a sh- you know, he's not the biggest player in the world. So the fact that he's as good as he is at these finishing is 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 kind of remarkable. But then you see that he makes these impossible shots and then he'll miss some easier ones. And it's like, huh? You know, it, it's it's a, it, and you know, that's just the nature of basketball. Things that are gonna happen sometimes related to that. What was just I don't know. Like you need somebody else to step up this game and you look through the roster and the only player who really did was Jaden Hardy. I guess Christian Wood did, but it's just, it's like the crap, the classic Christian Wood game where he play, scores 20 points in 29 minutes. And the guy who he was guarding most of the time, <laughs> Santi Aldama whipped his ass on the board. Santi Aldama 20, had five 22 and 14. Rebounds. 22 and 14 from a rookie. That's like that guy gave Wood the business. Now I'm going to get yelled at if I, if, if anybody actually hears this and listens, cause it's like, well, Wood was great on offense. Like, yeah, I, I never, I never questioned Wood's offensive acumen. It's just the dude doesn't box out and every, and, and every now and again, that's gonna, that's gonna really, really catch up with you. And it did tonight. I mean, he like Wood has a great looking stat line, 20 points, nine boards, six assists. Granted he had four turnovers because he just, cannot help but turning turning it over like he's Joel Embiid yeah. um I don't know and his, his shot selection wasn't great um I mean I'm not trying to get too bad too big into wood because he did provide them some scoring in the third that they needed and I think he's kind of they've kind of settled in with him like you know he's not going to be the starter we know he's you know I, I I think I'm okay with kind of where they've been with him the last three or so games where he's basically just back up like a basically a big band like a six man uh, just like that's it's like you take the this the prototypical six man that you think that wins six man of the year the backup guard that's like a gunner like your jason terry your jordan clarkson uh your jordan crawford but it, it would kind of is like filling that role but as like a, a six ten forward you know you basically come you bring him in off the bench you let him score as many points as he can and then you kind of live with with the rest of it yep yeah, he, he took like he was really good at the rim today, and he took some mid rangers that I was just like he took like a he made one of them. He took like a step back mid ranger that he made, and I feel like that might have given him a bit more of a of a green light uh, than he should have. He was one of three from mid range, and it's like I just just don't like him taking those shots. Uh, he was um, four of six in the paint, so it's like you know just that that'd be my one flaw. But again. I mean, no one, you know, it was basically, they basically had three dudes that, that scored tonight. So it's hard to fault him when, you know, your veteran, your veterans, the veteran starting three of Powell, Bullock, and Kleber combined for 15 points. Yep. Uh, and that's, you know, how many times, you know, that's just kind of something that we see that happens every, every so often is those guys just don't, don't score. <laughs> they just don't score. They're just kind of invisible for most of the game. And it's um, you know, it's it's very difficult to to do to 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 get to. I don't, it's I don't know, I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words because it feels like with every win, I'm wondering in the back of my head, is this the time they've turned the corner? And then they come back out the next game and do something just like painful, where there's a good 15 losses this year out of their 35, where you have to wonder if 
a shot goes down differently. If kid makes a decision at the right time, you know, we, how bad they were on, on like game winners. Like you're never going to hit like 50% of your game winners, but they were like, Oh, for nine in game winning situations up until last game. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, if the Mavericks have four more wins four, or that's all we're talking Four, they're, they're fourth in the West. And like by a, a not a, particularly comfortable margin but enough to where we're like whoo these guys have a chance and instead they lose tonight and they fall from six to seven um this is a bad bad night to lose too it is it is and it's just you're looking at the morass like they still you know this is an uncomfortable thing to say out loud but like they could still not even make the play-in now they they have the kind of lineup and they have the kind of games ahead where that shouldn't be the case uh even if luca doesn't play like the rest of the year um they they still should be okay but it's i I don't know yeah i Um, mean they're they're a game they are currently a game up on 11th place utah jazz and the jazz are tied with the kings with three minutes left in the fourth quarter mm -hmm. so you're right it's not just a matter of like being in the play-in it's are they going to be out of the postseason entirely like it's that's very much up in the air Right. And and the Pelicans are, are a game and a half back. Um uh and they're the twelfth seed. So, you know, if the Mavericks go on a if they lose like two or three more in a row, like they could, I mean, they might not even be in the plane at all. Um so that's why, you know, you want to hope Luca is back as you, know, you want to hope Luca's back, but it keeps you know, he keeps feeling like he's back, but he's not, but whatever. Um Well, I, I finally saw and multiple people had told me to um do this but there was a video of somebody who was sitting right behind luca and you see him going out to the dog pile to celebrate and he is he's really uncomfortable like he i I feel bad for him in in the sense of of he's just like the limping was really something and you never really like luca limping in a situation that's not like mid-game just it made me feel weird now you see him shooting pre-game and you see him shooting in practice and it's like oh okay well maybe he's fine <laughs> so yeah. and you i mean the schedule is home warriors home hornets road hornets road pacers i mean if Kyrie, if at least minimum Kyrie plays in all four of those games, again, you know, I mean, you know, if he wakes up tomorrow and his ankle looks like a watermelon or, or like a grapefruit or a cantaloupe or whatever, you know, whatever fruit you want to round fruit you want to use, like right. that's going to be trouble. <laughs> you know, right. we have no idea. We've, we've both played basketball. We've sprained, you know, we've sprained our ankles and been like, Oh, we got it. We got it. And then you wake up the next morning. And you're like, Oh I'm shit. I'm, <laughs> I can't walk. So hopefully, you know, they can keep the swelling down overnight. And if he can play in these next four games, you know, with or without Luca, they should win all four of them because golden state is literally the worst team in the NBA. Like ever. They're like the tanking 76ers on the road. It is, it is truly remarkable. So yeah, you know, it says golden state, but that is a, very very winnable game uh for the Mavericks and then Charlotte is in that San Antonio Detroit Houston tier of bad so that should be two more wins and then the Pacers are just like a smidge level above them so really it should be 4-0 uh if it's if it's 3 and 1 that's fine too but like if these next four games uh, are 2 and 2 or worse because then the next three games after that are road Philly road Miami road Atlanta that's tough. <laughs> yep. Excuse me. So these 
these next four games are huge and they really, they need to win at least three uh, of them um, regardless of the injury situation. Well, not regardless if the injury situation stays, how that stayed tonight, if they are missing Kyrie and they're missing Luca for any of these games, and obviously throw that out the window, but uh, yeah, they, they need these next game, next four games for sure. <sighs> and imagine like the discourse. I'm really not looking forward to it. If they lose to the warriors, because the warriors are so bad on the they're road. They're so bad on the road. And that would really like, and, and they, the warriors are fighting for their lives. Andrew Wiggins has missed almost five weeks and he's kind of the secret sauce that allows a lot of everything else to be done. Did you know he led them in rebounding in the finals? Yeah. I I mean, that didn't shock me. He was like, he was their glue guy in the finals. Mm -hmm. He did all the Mm -hmm. stuff that like Steph and clay couldn't do like in terms of defense and rebounding and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh man. I don't even know if I have anything else in me. Um, I will say, like again, to emphasize, the Warriors are eight and twenty-nine on the road. Like that's just that's unfathomable. Um, the only other teams that have less wins on the road than the Warriors are the Pistons, uh, Spurs, and Rockets uh, and Charlotte. So, no, Charlotte has more wins on the road. No, excuse me, Charlotte has more road wins than the Warriors. So. Detroit, San Antonio, and Houston. So that just gives you an idea. Um, one more thing to, before we leave. Tim Hardaway Jr. had a really bad game in 25 minutes. He quietly kind of had like a – I mean, he was kind of awful. I mean, he had two points, missed all his threes. He unfortunately, like he was smoldering lava hot last week. Uh, and then these last three games, he is um, two of his last 13 from three. So – not a good time for him to go on a cold streak, but he's seen, I think he plays a little bit better at home, so we'll see. But uh, they kind of need him to get on track. I feel like he's kind of gone under the radar this month in terms of how well he's played and now how bad he's played since the focus has been up the injuries and Kyrie and, and Luca. But he needs to get it in gear or this team will, will struggle. Yeah. That's all I got. got. Me, got me a little bit worried, but it's not like we weren't worried. It's like it's a rotating cast of wor- of, of worries. <laughs> I guess I guess that's the fair way to say it. Yeah. Okay. So obviously not not neither the Mavericks' finest work nor Josh Bow and I's finest work. But that said, um, come to keep coming to Mavs Moneyball. If you're you know you're listening to this, uh, reach out to me. I'm curious to to hear how it gets to you because. I'm still trying to, we're still trying to like navigate um, the, the current portal that we're on. We're, we're going to be heading to a new home later this week, but the way our uh, previous home managed it was outside of our control. So we're trying to do the best with the tools that we have. Um, not the greatest time for this to ha- happen, but you know, maybe Josh and I are, are I want to try to start doing some um, new stuff or at least different stuff with what we've been doing on recording um and and maybe we'll we'll see where we go thank you so much for uh for hanging out with us here on pod mavericks after dark it's gonna take me a long time to <laughs> not say matt i mean we've been saying mess money ball i've been part of the site for tw- uh, like at least 10 years you've been part of it for 12 i think and we're still part of it yeah it just, just makes like it even weirder <laughs> right <laughs> cool all right guys thanks so much for hanging out this has been fun and we will talk with you on wednesday bye guys